Many women are ready to have a baby but aren't in a relationship or their current partner just isn't on the same page or, let's face it, you want the baby but not the partner that comes with it. So becoming a single mom by choice is an option. So let's talk more about this with Dr. Michael Homer, a board-certified reproductive endocrinologist at Reproductive Science Center of San Francisco Bay. This is Fertile Edge, a podcast by Reproductive Science Center of San Francisco Bay. I'm Bill Klaproth. So Dr. Homer, single moms by choice, how common is this? It is becoming much more popular, more and more popular actually. It's a hard number to actually get to the bottom of, but I would say it's, it's likely in the, in the tens of thousands of women. Definitely if you're talking about worldwide, but worldwide, but just even in the United States. There's a lot of women, and because of that, there's a lot of support and organizations available. Choicemoms.org and singlemothersbychoice.org are two specific organizations that are dedicated to helping uh, single mothers by choice. And if you go on there by their membership groups and um, some other studies published by the New York Times um, and reported on, you see that this is a trend that's been growing more and more with either the technology uh, for fertility or just general awareness that this is becoming a much more viable and uh, more popular idea. Yeah, I could see that. I could see where, you know, a technology and just awareness of this would certainly be driving this. So who should consider this? Every woman has their choice. I would say, though, that the most common situation that we find that women find themselves in is either after potentially a, a recent divorce or a breakup of, of a long-term uh, relationship or with a long-term partner or even women who have been actively dating but ultimately did not find you know a, a suitable partner for them I think uh, the average age for women coming in is usually somewhere between 37 to 40 years old but it's also someone who's been sort of, you know, as, as one gets older and, and in their 30s, a woman who are educated and sort of um, about fertility and learning how the age affects this. And, you know, uh, shakeups or kind of finding themselves in the late 30s without a partner, then they tend to learn their priorities. And, and their priorities tends to lend themselves to someone who wants to, you know, start a family. Um, with or without a partner. And I, I think it definitely takes just tremendous courage to think about it, to try, and then to succeed in becoming a single mother by choice. Mm-hmm. So for a woman who is considering this, what are the first steps? Yeah, I, I think the first thing is coming in for a consultation um, with a reproductive endocrinologist. Any, anyone that would be in your area or you know, you've heard from friends, um, would be an appropriate person to start with. And that would come into the office, uh, to the clinic, uh, going and reviewing a comprehensive history, and then doing an ultrasound to assess the ovaries and the uterus and ovarian reserve, and then doing some blood tests. And, and these would help us identify uh, certain paths that would be available. In, in most cases such as this, what we would do also is help you uh, coordinate getting donor sperm, um, which is actually very easy. There are a couple of very well-established, popular national sperm banks that are available where with really, really good and great information about the donors, so you know everything about them. And 
in the end, ultimately, it's just down to selecting the donor or having your friends help you select that donor or family, and then and then having that sperm you know shipped over, which can take as fast as a week or so. So first step then for any woman considering this is go in and get that consultation. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Dr. Homer, how successful is this? You know, the success depends upon a couple of different factors. I guess the first thing to start with is that the success would be probably as good or maybe just a little bit better than it would be at home with a partner because the sperm is now, shall we say, optimized. So it's a donor sperm, we're doing an intrauterine insemination, and so the chances would theoretically be just a little bit better than they would at home. So your chance of success just depends upon, is mostly biologically dependent upon the female's age. And so, um, so that's so what, what the rate is or the success rate is going to be per try is tied into the person's age when they come into the clinic. But ultimately, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have usually greater than 50% chance of success over doing, say, three to, to five cycles of, say, intrauterine insemination. If you're talking about IVF, then in general, you're going to have a higher chance of success with that as well. Donor egg is going to be something that is going to be somewhere along the lines of 95% successful or even more than that. So it does depend a little bit upon the clinical factors that we identify and find, but in the end, it is just a little bit better than it would be maybe at home with a partner. Well, knowing those success rates and an eventual positive outcome is really important. So let me ask you this. What is the main question any woman considering this should ask themselves? I I think for the, the general theme and one of the most important questions to ask, I think, of yourself is what is that priority for you? And, and, and I feel that, and, and, you know, in society, everyone sort of has that, that, that feeling or that pressure or how we're taught is to say, you know, uh, two, two parents and having a child. And, and we know from studies, you know, over and over again in multiple different types of situa- social situations that you don't need two parents to have a happy and healthy child. Okay. So I think for women who are at that point in their lives where they really want to start growing their family, but they are concerned about potentially their age or their life situation or what their future is going to hold, I think identifying that what would they like to do? Would they rather wait and risk the chance of of maybe not being able to conceive with their partner? Or would they say that, you know, really having this child is the priority and, and that is that is the key question, I think, for most women, because obviously it's an extremely scary thing to sort of decide. And so once I think that that's the, the core question that women can ask themselves, and if they're leaning towards more saying, no, I, I, I don't want to miss this opportunity, or I at least want to find out more about where I stand on this, that is where speaking to someone like myself or a colleague um, or someone who's an, uh, an, an REI doctor would really help delineate all those choices that you might have and checking out some of those support sites as well. Again, choicemoms.org or singlemothersbychoice.org. And when you see all these women's stories, it's really going to open your eyes for some of the questions and some of the other insights that these women have had that's going to resonate with you and make you say, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point. Or, oh, yeah, here's my, you know, four sort of questions to ask myself. 
And, you know, and where do I lie on that? Where do I stand on that? So really understand your priority. That's really good advice. And it can really offer you clarity when making a decision like this. So final advice, Dr. Homer, for a woman who is considering becoming a single mom by choice. Wrap it up for us. Just learn more, you know, um, but to a point before you drive yourself crazy. So we know that there's going to be tons and tons of information, stories. Everyone's going to have uh, maybe even like a relative or a friend, you know, and it's good to find that peer support. Um, and to do your own research. Um, all patients coming in here are pretty well educated, you know, in terms of fertility and, and online. But at a certain point, if you're really moving towards past, you know, just thinking about it, but thinking, I, I kind of want to do something, make the appointment. Because the longer that one waits, then theoretically, the worse the chance might be. But the worst case scenario is that you go and see a doctor like myself, you learn about yourself information, what the process is, and you say, no, that's okay, I've learned about it and I just want to move on, or you know, I'll, we'll track along and maybe consider next year. But I think the problem is that time only goes in one direction. So finding that information out as early or as soon as possible once it kind of settles in your brain, I think is the, is the biggest hurdle and, and the best thing to overcome as quickly as possible. That makes a lot of sense. So make that appointment if you are considering this. Better to get in there and check it out sooner than later. Dr. Homer, thank you for your time. And to get connected with Dr. Homer or another physician, please visit rscbayarea.com. That's rscbayarea.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out our entire podcast library of topics of interest to you. This is The Fertile Edge by Reproductive Science Center of San Francisco Bay. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.